0: just want peace of mind. Is that too much to ask? That's, That's all I want, just peace of mind. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever said it out loud, longed for it? I found myself saying that every now and then. I did it a lot during my 10 years of clinical depression. But whatever the source of our occasional dismay might be, uneasiness, fretfulness, discontent, sorrow, despair, depression, today on Illuminated Soul, I want to share with you what I think is possibly a fundamental lie that disturbs our peace and a fundamental truth we can respond with in those moments. Okay, I'm Craig, by the way. It's always good to be with you. So you have Jesus telling his disciples in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. When Jesus said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, it was in the context of him telling his disciples that he was going away, that he would soon be leaving. And in verse 18 of John 14, Jesus said something that I find really interesting. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. That's an interesting statement. Maybe he perceived their thoughts, uh, which he Scripture reveals in the Gospels he would do at times (laughs) because he is and was Jesus, (laughs) right? He was that cool. (laughs) Or maybe on a practical level, he just saw the disturbed looks on the faces of his disciples when they were hearing all that Jesus was going to face and that he was going to be leaving. Looks of confusion and concern, facial expressions that communicated fear of abandonment, vulnerability, insecurity. But there was something there where Jesus was compelled to tell them, I will not leave you as orphans. So here's a thought I want to share with you. I think when Jesus said that to his disciples, maybe, just maybe, one of the things he was doing was addressing a fundamental lie that presents itself to us in the midst of those moments that disturb our peace. You want to know what I think it is? I think the fundamental lie is this. God has left me. The fundamental lie that God is not with me, God is leaving me, God wants to leave me alone, it's all on me to figure this out. If I'm honest, in my peace-disturbed moments, like the one I had this morning, I'm recalling, I can feel left alone. I'm just going to be honest with you, I can feel left alone, and in that feeling of abandonment, of being orphaned, so to speak, I have no peace Test that out for yourself. It's an exercise of self-awareness. You know, In whatever current situation you are facing where it seems to you that your peace has been disturbed or altogether stolen, take a moment, to examine your heart, and honestly look within and ask yourself, Is what I'm feeling right now this idea that God has left me? Do I feel he is not with me right now? My peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, said Jesus. But if I'm real in those crazy peace-stealing moments, I sometimes become forgetful. We become forgetful. It's the human default, forgetful that we already have what we want, peace. Imagine that. We already have it. For peace is a person named Jesus. You and I have his very spirit, the spirit of peace. He said, it's better that I go away so that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, can come. So when he, when he left, he he still left us with his presence. <laughs> That's how awesome he is, right? <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, the very spirit of the Resurrected One told his disciples and you and me, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age as he was ascending. That's interesting. That's kind of a... a a conundrum, almost a paradox. He's leaving but staying. <laughs> How does that happen, right? Hey, I'm going to be with you. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> but that's what he does. That's what he has done. That's what he always offers with his spirit. But I can forget. I can forget that I am not of this world and neither is my peace. And in that stupor, my desperate reach be- begins for the peace the world gives and the peace the world gives is by way of some sense of achievement, accomplishment, acquisition, or some simple activity to make me feel alive and peaceful or numb and peaceful. Oh, I like that. that I just noticed those are a bunch of A's. Achievement, accomplishment, acquisition, activity. <laughs> wow, cool. But that false peace is a lonely momentary sensation of peace. You know this, right? Because the peace the world offers is self-centered, self-serving, self-acquired, self-manufactured. It's all on you. It's all on me to attain. This can even happen with spiritual disciplines. I'm sure you're familiar with Isaiah 26.3. Speaking of God, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Right on. That's true. Maybe you're not like me, but I used to take that to mean I've got to keep my mind on God. It must stay on Him. I would actually be anxious and even worried about keeping my mind on God. (laughs) Does that make sense? My peace would be disrupted in my self-effort to stay my mind on God so that I could be kept in perfect peace. But I forgot the because part of that scripture. Why is the one whose mind is stayed on God kept In perfect peace. Or we could even ask. How? Maybe the answer is trust. Because he or she trusts in God. Remember it reads. From Isaiah. You keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts you. So what I'm getting at. Is the big idea here. About peace of mind. Is this. The one who trusts in God is the one whose mind is stayed upon him, (laughs) and therefore at peace. Trust is the adhesive that attaches your mind to the peace Jesus has already given you. Peace and trust are mutually attractive. I used to think staying, this staying or keeping my mind on God meant memorize more scripture, put in more hours of prayer, fast more, detach more, contemplate more, do more. Nothing wrong with those spiritual disciplines at all. But I lacked one thing in exercising those disciplines. It was trust. I wasn't trusting God. I was trusting myself and my own effort to attain the peace instead of trust the one who is my peace. Does that make sense? I also wasn't trusting a fundamental reality about God and his character. That being, he will never leave us or forsake us. He will not leave us as orphans. Jesus revealed this very truth of the power of trust. When our peace is disturbed, you know, you have Jesus speaking to his troubled disciples, trying to comfort them after he had told them about his approaching betrayal, crucifixion, Peter's denial. I mean, what what did that feel like at the dinner table at the Last Supper? And Jesus is unfolding all that's about to take place. You know that discussion disturbed their peace. They were all wondering when he said one of you is going to betray me. They're all like, who is it me? Is it me? I mean, talk about paranoid, right? I'd be freaking out. And then Jesus said something really intriguing in John 14, 1. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. So there he says that again. And then he finishes by saying this, trust in God, trust in me. He could have said anything. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do this, engage in this activity. But he says, trust, trust me. So two questions I like to ask when I find my my, my peace disturbed. Number one, do I believe God has left me? Let's just get real with that. Even just a little bit. It really helps to notice and acknowledge that. Just admit it. Sometimes we're afraid to admit it. Do I believe God has left me? Is that, is that what I'm feeling right now? Sensing. And number two, who am I trusting right now? Who am I trusting right now? Because peace is a person named Jesus. And trust takes the hand of peace. But what if I feel I can't trust God right now? Hey, I get that. I've been there. All I know so far in my journey is this. Two things. Number one, trust is a choice. And I know that can sometimes be annoying just to hear. But trust is a choice. Recall the story of the father whose son had a demonic spirit, a mute spirit. Uh, The disciples couldn't cast the demon out, so the father goes directly to Jesus. You know the father's peace was disturbed at that moment. He probably had his hopes up. He goes to the disciples probably knowing, hearing, hey, these guys can help your son. Nothing happens. Jesus tells this father that all things are possible to him who believes. And the father's peace was so disturbed, the scripture reveals he cried out in tears and said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. But the complete Jewish Bible uh, translation puts it this way. Lord, I believe, help my lack of trust. You see, when the fundamental lie that God has left me shows up and disturbs your peace, you can be honest and say, Lord, I believe, but would you help my lack of trust? Notice it, it doesn't read, Lord, I believe, I don't trust you at all. <laughs> I have no trust. No, it's help my lack of trust. It just highlights a trust that needs help. I can relate to that. Can you? It's like the words of King David that I highlight in a previous Illuminated Soul episode from uh, September 2nd of 2020 called Fear and Trust. It's Psalm 56.3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. What does that tell us? You already have a trust meaning you have great capacity to trust. You trust in many things all the time. (laughs) We do it every day, often without even knowing it. The question is, where will you put that trust when that fundamental lie that disturbs your peace encroaches upon you? You can put it in Jesus. I believe it's at that moment you and I can say, I put trust in you, Jesus, and the reality that you will never leave me. You just can't. So that's number one, trust is a choice. Number two, trusting in Jesus. Now this might sound different. (laughs) Number two, trusting in Jesus is God's idea. Does that make sense? My advice is when your peace is disturbed and it's hard to trust Jesus and you're believing that he has left you, just ask him for the grace to trust. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed in some form or fashion, Jesus, I, I don't trust you right now. We get to be real with you. He already knows, right? So just admit it. I think he wants us to admit it. He says, hey, Craig, will you admit what I already know about you? <laughs> this, why are we pretending? <laughs> right? Elephant in the room. <laughs> that classic scenario. So in some form of fashion, I'm just, Jesus, I don't trust you right now. I really want to. You said my spirit is willing, flesh is weak. Please help me to trust you as you designed me to trust you. By your spirit, just help me to trust you. So I know that's uh, uh, just my idea of of what happens when our peace is disturbed. I'm wondering if a fundamental lie that feeds that is God has left me. No wonder Jesus uh, encouraged. His disciples, when he was saying, I'm going to be leaving, he said, listen, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. That was important for Jesus to tell them. Why was that important? He could see that their peace was becoming disturbed. And he had to highlight even more. No, no, no. I'm not going to abandon you. I will always be with you. And I'll finish with this. Uh, We'll we'll pray a scripture from from, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.24, the Amplified Translation. Paul writes, Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you to himself for your salvation. And he will do it. He will fulfill his call by making you holy, guarding you, watching over you, and protecting you as his own you are his and he has never nor will ever leave you alone Amen Hey, Thank you so much again for letting me hang out with you Make sure you download the uh, new and free Access More app if you haven't and let others know about it, about this podcast You can catch up on all the episodes and uh, all the other incredible faith-based podcasts courtesy of AccessMore.com